Hello, and welcome to... Oh, God, I forgot the name of the show for a second. Fuck. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Journey Through the DecaCast, a Kamen Rider retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Garrett. I'm Evan. And this week we played Kamen Rider Zeto for the Sega CD. I mean, we, wait, there was a Sega CD game? Yeah, it's we. so in the U.S. we technically have a release of Zeto in the form of the live-action FMV game Masked Rider Zeto. That's nuts. That is not what I did. <laughs> That's also not what I did, but I feel like I need to insert that trivia whenever possible. I mean, it's good trivia. It's very good. Yeah, it's, uh... This was, what, the second major movie? Yeah, the second of the three, like, Showa to Heisei transition period movies. Yeah, I can I can feel the Showa in it. The entire time I was watching it, it felt very much like um one of the early original common rider episodes where it's just like monster of the week section hero show up fight the monster they win oh no the child in danger that's true i don't know i also feel like there's like some bits of kuga in there too though yeah no i can see that like i feel like uh, the zeto suit is pretty is like more closer to Kuga in terms of like how it's polished and stuff than Showa. I can see the transitory for it. Yeah. Because I can see both Showa and Heisei in it. Yeah, it's Showa because there's a lot of uh cutting off limbs. Yeah, a little bit. There's at least, I think, three. Uh let's see, there's yeah, there's the one at the beginning. There's the impale. And what's the third one? Uh, I think another limb gets caught up somewhere. I just don't remember. There's a lot. Yeah. This movie opens up (laughs) in the most, okay, it's time to go away, where there's a naked guy in the forest on a stone tablet who wakes up and is like, oh... There's a kid I have to go protect. <laughs> yeah. Look, they they had to like condense like an entire series of Common Rider into like forty minutes. They did a pretty good job. I mean, it's a cohesive story. It's just it goes goes go. It, it is it. <laughs> I'd, I'd say so. I, it's like. I, it, I feel like it hits the details. The major, points. the major points are there. I will give you that. I feel like you lose a little bit when they try to explain what the hell's going on. I mean, yes, you do. Like, is it a particularly good movie? No. But all the major points are there and it's it flows well. It's I couldn't help but think of like the first episode of Spider Man where it's just like, we gotta go. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it is. It's they 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 don't have the time 
to actually properly let everything play out and they do the best they can with the time they have yeah but like they had to have monster fights so they had to give some they they these are some pretty good monster fights these are some good monster fights i'm pro these monster fights like the monster designs are nice the suit work is good the prosthetics and the stop motion animation are a lot of fun. Yeah, stop motion's wild. It's real. It's real neat seeing that. It's like specifically a really old style of stop motion animation, just puppets and I mean actual stop motion. Right. It's just real interesting. Like it's like it's like that was the CG of the time, more or less. Yeah. It's great to see. So it's just interesting to see it that way. I was a fan. Like the spider monster is just like real good. Yeah, no, it's the monster designs in this are fantastic. I am a fan of pretty much every monster. There's a there's Terminator monster. There's a spider and there's a bat. And then there's final boss who is the Terminator monster again. But then like he's also the Terminator monster that took over Zeto, but then Zeto breaks out of it, and there's a second body there. Yeah, it's... The ending gets weird. A little bit. I mean, it works out in the end. Yeah, I mean, it's fine, but... Just, like, near the end, I'm just kind of like, what's going on exactly? And we have the laughing child alien bioweapon show up. Yeah. Also, like, unsure about, like, this kid's dad. I'm like, I'm like, I I think he might just be a bad person. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, our our scientist who created both the Kamen Rider and the monsters apparently got super obsessed with putting grasshopper dna into humans which is how we made our common rider yeah so the common rider here is um masaru aso who is the assistant of this doctor guy uh dr mochizuki yeah and he so mochizuki unwillingly just like shoved some grasshopper dna into masaru that made him zeto yeah there there is a rather graphic scene of Masaru strapped down to a table begging for him not to do something or not to inject him. The doctor's just like, shut up, it's for science, it has to be done. This is this is gonna be great though. Yo, this is gonna be sick. Yeah, and then like after that's done, he like nopes out to be a naked forest man. Which is still not entirely sure why he went out to be naked in the forest. He he was running away because he was now a monster. Also, oh, the final true. evolution of humanity. Yeah, that's true. He was a new type. <laughs> Look, I've been playing a lot of Super Robot Wars. They talk a lot about new types and how they're the future. Of course they do. But yeah, no, so apparently Mochiz- Mochizuki, he went nuts, but then apparently had a change of heart at the last second, we learn later. In the movie? Yeah. Yes. I guess he had a 
oh wait what am i doing moment which is kind of it's kind okay. of like it's almost the same thing as shin where like you make like the human one and then you make the robot one that's supposed to be better but then you're like oh no that was a bad idea oh no i have done the mistake yeah so he makes like a robot dude alien thing to be like the evolution of humanity and it's it wants to like kill everything but also yeah. have the love and affection of his creator but he can't because the professor has a son so it's going to kill the son to get the love and affection of its father it works out i guess that's fine that's like that's like a tried and true plot point yep so the movie is pretty much just protecting this child hiroshi from the monsters until they fight the boss and win yeah it's it's run around monster shows up attacks tries to attack hiroshi uh common rider tries to fight always looks like he might get beaten but then it's like no no he's actually fine though yeah more or less so like the first one is like is after he wakes up from the forest he has like a psychic telepathic call to protect this child and luckily this child is like about to be attacked by this terminator monster that like floats around as like a metal like a, a, a bronzor orb. from pokemon yeah i was either gonna say that or it's is it, it's just like a little orb that then opened up yeah. like a flower yeah i've been playing a lot of pokemon too so this is just I like mean, the what is has been in the front of my mind recently the diamond and pearl things did yeah. just come out yeah i just got a bronzor in my nuzlocke okay um it also i think just reminds me of the movie star kid do you know the movie Star Kid, Evan? I do not know the movie Star Kid. Oh, like, I think this, it's like actually valid to cover for the podcast. How so? Because it's definitely a tokusatsu movie. Okay. It's kind of like G rated live action Guyver movie. Oh. Okay. I'm not sure how that would work, but I'd give it a try. Just like that kind of style and possible budget. Okay. And effect level. Okay. Well, you can take a look at it at some point. Look, clearly it's my podcast. It's Tokusatsu if I say it is. That means we should watch Cutie Honey too, because that's Tokusatsu. Uh that is. Oh man, this movie bombed. Cutie Honey movie? No, Star Kid. Oh. It it made seven million of its twelve million budget. Oof. Hey hey, but Roger Ebert gave it three out of four. That's that's pretty good. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a forty three percent though. That's. Eh. Is that the uh, fan rating, or is that the uh, review rating? I think that's the review rating. 
I'm on the wiki page, so I cannot tell you exactly. Oh, holy shit. The original title was way worse. What was the original title? The Warrior of Waverly Street. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> that's a very silly title. All right, we will we will come back to Starkid in the future. I promise. Okay then. Just not right now. Uh, this movie reminded me a lot about it, though. I don't know particularly why. I think just like, kind of just like the of the time thing. I could see that. But yeah, this movie. Yeah, this movie. So kid is being attacked by an orb that turns into the Terminator. And so are it's very similar to um the monster in uh Kamen Rider Shin prequel or prequel uh, Kamen Rider Shin. Yeah, I can see that. I thought at least like not exactly, but I feel like the whole like mechanical feel of it is kind of no, similar. I, I see it. Um, so we have our first... Biomechanics. Yeah. So we pretty much just, like, thrust into our first fight between uh, Zeto and this first monster. And uh, there, there's a part at the very beginning where when the monster sees Zeto, uh, we get a flashback to evil scientist Mikuzukiji being like, oh yeah, you might get my first experiment might try and fight you, but you're so much more powerful than it, so you don't need to worry. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, you know, humans are are weaker than Neo... Neonoid. Neo... Neo-weapon? Neonoid. That's what the wiki says. Neonoid? Really? Neonoid. God, it does say Neonoid. It's like, writer form is, is Doras. Doras. And there's Dora's power up. Oh, I love the names they give. Oh, like a Kumo woman? Yes. Kumori man? All quality tokusatsu titles. I'm a fan. Um, so yeah, so we have the first fight against Dora's. And a pretty good fight. Uh, they like doing like the jump effects where like they jump super high. The practical effects in this movie, like, overall are quite nice. Yeah, I'm a fan. There is obviously some mo- the money put in, some money to put into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we forgot the part where, like, the, the Neonoid, like, it goes to, like, a junkyard, and then, like, it, assorm- it like, forms its Doraz form from, like, the junk. Oh, right. That was super cool. Yeah, I was into that. Um... So it starts off, Zeto's not doing super good, even though he totally chops off Doras's arm. But then he gets beat up for a bit. But then they, like, jump from, like, a roof or something, and, like, Zeto, like, kicks him off, and then he falls in and gets impaled. Yeah, it's... It is almost a comedy of errors. Kind of. Very silly. It is very silly. Um, so after that, we get to the point where, like, 
the kid goes back home to his grandfather, who is trying to make Mecha, so, like, he is easily the best character. Yeah, he's the guy that in the... In, in, in the show, he would come up with the weapons. Yeah. Um, and Hiroshi is trying to tell his grandfather this, and his grandfather is just like, ha ha, you and your imagination. It's it's very silly to me how many times people are like, especially at the beginning of the movie, people are like, oh yeah, no, that's that's dumb kid shit, and then are immediately like disproven. That's true. I mean, the grandfather isn't disproven until a bit later, but then when um, Hiroshi runs off to his sister and, like, the other martial arts students, they are proven um, wrong immediately. Yes. Um, because basically that's what happens next. Hiroshi runs to his sister and stuff, and then um, Zeto himself was following, and they think Zeto is, is the problem. But he's yeah, like, no, 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 it's definitely not me. It is not me, this one random guy who is, shows up and is like, Hello, I need to protect this child from monsters. Yeah. I'm sure nothing is wrong. But then um, the, the Spider-Woman and the Batman attack. Yes. And, and another um, good fight. Yeah, the first fight's against, like, the... Um, the spider lady where, like, she, like, warps them to a different dimension to fight. Yeah, it's it's very strange. She, like, has her own combat arena dimension. It's yeah, very useful. It's pretty cool. And, like, there's some good, like, spider effects. It does, like, the web stuff. It's pretty effective. Like, I, I understand why they do it to give them... They to, it Basically, they did it to give themselves like a perfect area with which to do stop motion animation yeah because yeah the like the spider has like it has like their suit form and then it has like this uh stop motion monster form yeah and doing that out in the forest would have been probably prohibitively expensive yeah but this fight is real good yeah i think i think this is the fight that also ends in an impale it does yeah which is dope. Um, and, and then after yeah, they but... get back from that, uh, the boy is stolen for a second by the Batman. Yeah, it's we, we get the nice second of, oh, everything's going to be okay. And they you can feel them raise the flags and wave them around. <laughs> Something bad is going to happen. And yeah, the kid just gets grabbed by the shoulders and zooped off into the sky by is is it a bat monster i i i mean i don't know what else you'd call it yeah but the fucking it does not have the mouth of a bat but on the wiki it says a kumori man batman which apparently it translates to was a bat-like monster i mean look they were just prototyping bat dude from uh kuga yeah no i guess so it's just that fucking mouth, man. That fair. It's it is yeah worrying. It a thing. Ugh. And like, I feel like that fight also just like gets resolved like pretty quickly. Yeah, it's it's 
most of the fights either we get like, oh, here's here's the setup. Okay, here's the we get a good couple clashes between Zeto and whoever it is that we're fighting. They either get defeated or the fight gets put off and we move on to the next scene. Yeah. Well, it's just kind of we like gotta, we we got to go. Just like the middle bit is like where all your expo- all your like um exposition is. Because, like, the front's, like, capped by, like, the three monster fights, and then the end's, like, the boss fight. And then in the middle, you got, like, plot. Revolving yeah, sounds much. and revolving music and pocket watches. And apparently Zeto is able to fix mechanical items if he prays hard enough. It, it's, but it's part of being a grasshopper. D- didn't oh, you know how that oh, worked? yes. That's part of the oh, grasshopper yes, powers. Yes, of course, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that works. Because you know, grasshoppers can do electromagnetic things. But uh, so our child gets kidnapped. Yep. So you take him directly to where Doctor Mikazuchi no, is. No, that's at the end. Because like he gets saved for a bit. Because then they have like the the pocket watch talk about music and how it calms them. And, like, it flashes okay. back to, like, the professor with um, Hiroshi, like, showing, like, the, the life form music and stuff like that to set up that callback for later. That's right. God, I only watched that just a little while ago, and it's already slipping out of my head. It, it kind of blends together. It's like, okay, so they he rescues the kid, they talk about that, they go, they talk about, they get the, they get the watch fixed... Like, oh, well, go find my dad. And then the next thing I have is like, okay, then they're at some old. Yeah, they go to the, like the lab place. And then there's like a bit in the middle where the bra- where the grandfather talks to writer about like the papers he found and like all the stuff with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because like, okay, so what happened was like they're talking about like his past and stuff and about like how Hiroshi's dad is like bad. And then Hershey's like, no, my dad's not bad. And then he runs off and gets kidnapped. Oh, right. And then he gets taken to the yeah, lab. the lab. Where his dad is in a wall? He's kind of like being turned into a Geiger piece. Yeah, I, Geiger, it's, I get... Geiger, whatever. He's, get, he's, getting, he's being put into like a biomechanical computer or something not entirely sure yeah it's to be like he he seems to be regretting his actions yeah because it was him who like talked to telepathically writer to protect his child and then like maybe he sends a grasshopper to tell zeto this information too unsure how that super works out but yeah, I'm not entirely sure how that works, but I guess it works. Yeah, like grasshopper telepathy is a thing. I think in this movie it is for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, in the Shin Common Rider, we did have the instruction of, oh, hey, you know, we uh, grasshoppers are able to communicate with each other. 
in long distances. That's true. A, a lot of this movie is just like a shorter Shin movie. A, sh- yeah, a shorter, lighter Shin movie. Yeah. Um. So, so then Zeto goes to um the lab. He kills the Batman on his way there. Um. He learns that Hiroshi's dad woke him up, and the Neonoid has been acting on its own to try to become the perfect being, or being. Because I want dad. I want my creator to love me because he has a son, and therefore that means he can't love me. I want dad to notice me. Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast, fast, fast. So then, like, there's this fight scene at the end, and like, oh, we get the Boris. Boris it pops up out of its containment, and it's just oh, ha ha. Oh no! Wait, are you talking about? So Doris is like the humanoid form. The neonoid is like the weird child plant thing. Okay, the neonoid, neonoid popping up out of its containment and giggling and laughing is like, oh, oh yes, Papa, I will kill your son and then become your son. Woo-hoo. Yeah, it's the weirdest fucking face pup. Little, what even is that puppet? It's like the. God, what movie is that from that has the woman that's just a piece of skin that has to be misted? Wait, what? Is that from Fifth Element? Are you thinking about the the moisturized me lady from Doctor Who? Oh, yeah, it's from Doctor Who. Yeah. An earlier me could have probably told you the episode name from it. I feel like that's knowledge I once had. I know it's an episode that has like uh, a little bit. <sighs> but uh yeah it pops out and it's like oh haha okay i'll kill kill your son now and then we'll be together yeah but then they uh they fight erzetto fights it and loses and then gets absorbed to make like super doraz yeah because apparently it it needed his it needed Zeto's body for some reason? Uh to become the ultimate life form. Yeah, that 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 is that is what the stated outcome is, but what does he use like why did he need it? Uh grasshopper DNA. Alright, sure. Nano machines. The, the movie doesn't really explain it. It's just like, I, I'm going to take your body and this is going to make me power up because... Um, psycho frame. It does. So, okay. So, like, that happens, but then, like, Hiroshi's dad, like, goes to, like, the, the weakness pool and pulls out some cables. Or, like, what happens is, like, the pocket watch falls out and it's like, oh, no, music... And then his dad, like, goes to the weakness pool and, like, pulls out the cables. And then that brings Zeto back. Yeah, it's, well, it's, yeah, he brings out, the, he pulls out the cables, which I guess that's where his 
Doras is pulling power from. Yeah. Or the... And then it undoes the, like the merging with Zeto. Her... Doesn't Hiroshi also call out? Yeah. So we, we got that going on, that silliness. But yes, then uh, Zeto pops back out and is like, hey, what's up? Yeah, and then like he kicks the pool, and then I think they win. Yeah. Then we get a nice ending scene of, hello, child, who I've protected from this monster for what seems to be possibly just an afternoon. Yeah. Here, have my jacket. Goodbye. Goodbye. I must now go roam the countryside and fight evil as the ultimate life form. Of course, that is what all good common riders do. Like, uh, hey, could could have been like I, I feel like this one is like less of a movie and like more of a pilot. Yeah, it it really does feel like. And like, the, I don't even think this is necessarily like a V cinema thing because like they're like generally. To me, like other V cinemas I've watched, like have been like more like of a movie experience, even if they're on like the shorter end or something. But this just like distinctly feels more like this could be like an episode zero or an episode one. Yeah, it, it feels, or even just like, hey, we want to pitch this idea. It, like, it feels like someone Z- Zeto was a discarded Showa writer that they're like, hey, we've got this outline lying around let's bring it in whatever we can slap it together into a movie oh shit uh apparently in a uh, 2017 interview the director confirmed that zeto was intended to continue into a planned tv series ah well there you go um also never did also like thanks uh youtube comment but I think the director went on and did, like, some Resident Evil shit. Or maybe it was the a different person. Hang on, I gotta double-check this. Um, oh, it's the scenario writer. Who was... Uh, there's... Is that the Resident Evil guy? Composer? Um... I'm trying to think So the director there's... was Keita, uh... Amimiya, who does has like a lot of Toku stuff under his belt. Um, okay, yeah the the listed um, writer is um, No Noboru Sugimira, who um, went on to do Resident Evil and shit. Oh, okay. You said that made me think of Hideaki. Or sorry, or sorry, Resident Evil Two specifically. Okay. Resident Evil made me go to Hideaki Itsumi, who has a YouTube channel where he plays games and plays with his birds. Yeah, he he worked on. He wrote. Resident Evil 2, and then he did things like Clock Tower 3, Dino Crisis 2, um, the first three Onomusha games. That's a lot of... 
um director this guy did a lot so he was the yes. special effects pedigree. special effects on chin directed zeto and jay which is the next one um he did the violator Hikider movie um a lot of the garo stuff a lot of garo stuff garo stuff's pretty good we haven't really got to a garo thing in the show yet we'll probably get to that at some point i need to finish watching garo garo's good i like garo um did some episodes of decade up in there Did some Cutie Honey the live episode. Ooh, some Jetman. Jetman stuff? Jetman's good. Anyway, there does a lot. That was uh, Keita Amimiya, who is the director. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't think it's as good as Shin, but uh, I don't think it's bad. You know, it's it, it feels like a perfectly fine six, seven out of ten movie. It's like it's alright. Hey, if you've like forty minutes to kill, it's just on YouTube. Just just watch it. It pretty yeah. good. So it's a good use of forty minutes. There's some good suit work, some good fights, some good impales. Yeah. Oh, go watch it. Would recommend. Yep. Do you have anything else to say about uh, uh, Zato? Not that I can think of. I mean, it's. I'd be interested to know where the idea for Zeto came from. Yeah, I can see that. It it feels super Showa to me. It, yeah, it, it it just feels like very like middle ground, or that like it feels very transition period. Yeah. Because I think like I think I think Shin is probably more Showa. I don't know. It, it's I I don't know how to like the the reason I say this is it's I had it's just it it feels the the setup of Zeto feels similar to some of how the original Common Rider run felt to me when I was watching that. There's something about the setup and the pacing and. That's Just fair. The overall feeling of it is reminding me of that. Also, like, the Zeto suit real good. It is. It's nice, sleek, simple. Yeah. It's a good suit. I like it. It's a good suit. Good suit work is done in it. Uh, yeah. That's this week. Not yeah. much. Yeah, we'll be back next time with something. Probably Ryuki. Oh, most likely Ryuki, yeah. Probably Ryuki. I have notes written on Ryuki already. Or we'll be Starkid, who knows? That'll be the next... Uh, we need to do a movie. I feel like at some point during this edit, Sybil will probably reach out to me and give me shit about Starkid. Probably. Which, like, it's deserved. It's, I, I haven't even watched the movie, and it sounds like one that you'd give shit about. Yeah. Look, I've never claimed to like good things. I just, I don't like good things. Other than Final Fantasy. But Final Fantasy is good. Final Fantasy is really good. Oh, uh, a Dune update. I watched Dune this weekend. How was that? Uh, it's a lot. 
yeah, that that sounds like Dune. I don't know, like, it was fine. Like, I don't think it was bad, but, like, it was just hard to really sit down and pay attention to. Yeah, it's... And, like, the fact that, like, the the Quasarac, Cataract, or whatever, isn't spelled with a Q officially, really just, Christos like... Hadarak. Yeah, it really just makes me sad that, like, I've been lied to since high school about that. Yeah, no, K-W-I-S-T-A-Z, Christos. I always thought it was with a Q. I mean, that's fair. It sounds like it's done with a Q. You know, because, like, if you're going to spell the quas, I would spell that with a Q. Oh. Also, like, dude's name's Paul. Yep, Paul Atreides. It's just Paul. And it's, it's... The Dune movies are interesting to me, or the Dune series is interesting, because the first, the first book, the first whatever in the series is always the super serious setup. You get all the political so, intrigue, and you get all the nice, heavy stuff. I will let you finish your thought in a second, but like, I feel like the biggest problem with the movie was like, I feel like none of it was set up. Like, I didn't know anything about the houses or anything. Like, I knew there was well, some political that's... stuff going on, but they didn't really tell me what it was. That is also how it is in the books. It is very much like, here is here is the thing. You, you you do not need to understand the thing other than the fact that thing exists. Oh, that's kind of just bad. It's with how big and thick the books are by the time you, you learn to just like you learn through osmosis, I guess. Look, if this was 40k, I would there would have been like four prequel movies to this. Probably. And I would have watched all four. Oh, yeah, it was, it was fine. What was my thought going to be? I don't know. Uh, you're talking about how serious the first book is, and then... Oh, and then in the second book, you start getting, oh, hey, guess what? Paul Atreides is now a giant uh, combination between a worm and a human, and there's Wait, psychic... Wait, Yeah, and there's psychic assassins, and Paul is now immortal, and the... the, the, the oh, no, the... no, I thought... Wait, wait. Are psychic assassins different from truth sayers? Yes. Oh, that's like, weird. Like Dune is in in a similar vein to Final Fantasy fourteen. It gets weird. It gets more crazy the further you go in. Huh. Okay. We have a podcast on the internet. At dreamthroughduckcast.com, where there are links to things. <laughs> um, have a happy Thanksgiving for those who celebrate Thanksgiving, specifically the U.S. Thanksgiving. I, I know you're different, Canada. I acknowledge you. May I have Can I don't know when Canadian Thanksgiving is. And neither do I, but I acknowledge that it's different. Very true. Alright, that's a podcast. Goodbye. Good night, everybody. Bye. We've just been passing through podcasts. Remember that. Bye. Find the stop button.